welcome to Gemma's Journey. In this fourth episode of Series 3, I talk to Amy Lawrence. Amy is a movement director and choreographer, and we discuss what those roles mean. Now, Amy is super busy at the moment rehearsing for a one-woman show of Twelfth Night. To find out more about that, let's listen to Amy Lawrence. Amy and welcome to the Gemma's Journey podcast. Would you like to start by introducing yourself to the podcast today? Sure yeah I am Amy. Um, I'm a movement director and choreographer. I work mostly in theatre and um, yeah thank you for having me. Cool. So how did your journey into the dance world all start? Oh I've been dancing since before I can walk I think. Um, (laughs) I was uh, I was dancing in my parents' church, dancing to the hymns uh, there. I was dancing down the street. I was dancing in school. Um, yeah, I, I started maybe when I was about two or three years old. I started taking classes, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I've really I've been dancing ever since, really. <laughs> so, as you just said there, that you are a choreographer and a movement director. So, what is the difference between those two roles? Um, I mean, it, it's it's quite a debate that's been had at the moment actually uh, movement direction is a relatively new term I guess um it's I mean they, they both exist in each other's worlds they're both to do with the body to do with movement to do with creating movement or adapting movement um I think when it comes down to a credit on a production um that's when you have to be a bit more hard and dry so I would only credit myself as a choreographer if I had created something dance specific. So something that fits to music that is, uh, could be described as, as dance. Um, and I would credit myself as a movement director if the majority of the work I did on the project was to do with uh, the movement language of the play, um, the physicality of the actors um, and the narrative storytelling of the piece. But that doesn't mean to say that you can't um, choreograph material within a movement direction role or movement direct within a choreography role Uh, so they really are interchangeable for for me at least yeah so how would you describe your your movement and how would you sort of describe your dance style as a particular style of dance that you sort of tend to go towards or is it a mix of styles obviously we're on a podcast so it's hard to sort of describe but how would you how would you describe it um, I think it really depends on the project you're working on. I mean, okay. I trained in ballet from a really young age. Wow. Um, and then I, I, um, I did my degree in musical theatre. Um, and so that sort of encompasses a whole range of different styles, tap, jazz, modern, um, pas de deux. Um, I, I did a lot of um, European national dance when I was growing up, um, swing, ballroom, social dancing, period dancing. So there's like all these different movement languages and choreographic languages that I I pick from. Um, But then it really comes down to what the story is you're trying to tell and um, what the the vision of the piece is, whether you're working or collaborating with a director or not, um, how best you're gonna tell this story. Uh, For example, a ballroom dance might not be appropriate in a story about 
I know, futuristic uh, aliens, <laughs> I don't know, I'm pulling it off the top of my head. Um, but for example, when I was working on Uncle Vanya a couple of years ago, uh, going back to those sort of European national dance roots, that Russian dancing, folk dancing, that felt very appropriate to sort of integrate into that piece. And so it's, it's sort of matching up what the text languages of the play and where the movement might come from and originate from. Yeah. So when you're working uh, on a show or a musical or any sort of production that you're involved in, as a choreographer movement director, how does that work? You know, do you take direction from the director or do you look at the script and sort of you know have a look at that and then see how you can translate that into to movement? Or is it a case of right, this director wants this, 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 and you come up with that? How you know what's the sort of creative freedom? How how does your 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 role work, I guess, within the in a show? <laughs> Yeah, it's really interesting because it, it really does depend. It, it, it changes from production to production. Um, if it's a director, if I'm working with a director and it's someone I've worked with before, then we probably already have a sort of process set up and, and we sort of have um, a language that we're already um, uh we're already sort of knowing how we communicate as far as direction and movement. Mm -hmm. um, if it's a if it's a creative team I haven't worked with before, I would look at the source material, whether that's the text or the music or whatever it is we're working with, and kind of get a real sort of sense of what the story is or what the feeling is, what the vibe is, um, and then in the sort of um, subsequent production meetings, I would catch up with the director or whoever I'm collaborating with. Um, and kind of figure out what their vision of the piece is, where they want to go with it. And then I'll see how, what I've been kind of mulling over, if that fits in with that, or if that's very different. And so it's like through these production meetings and chats, you kind of get a sense of um, where the piece is going and, and what the kind of goals are. Um, there are, there are def definite points where I would say, okay, this, like, I don't know, there's the stage direction, a a dis <laughs> a rave ensues or something like this then okay I know there's going to be movement in that section so I can say okay I'm gonna take hold of that um and then if you're working on a musical it's different again because um so much of that is depending on the musical uh choreographed and so you're kind of left more to your own devices as a choreographer in that role um okay. but yeah the director would sort of take over the overall vision of the piece but you would go in and just like get your five six seven eights down <laughs> <laughs> I love that and I guess when you're you know creating movement or a dance do you have to sort of think about the cast you know in terms of what they can and can't do in terms of you know their their physicality and, and their dance experience um I mean it, it it really does depend on how um how early on in the casting process or the production mm. process um I'm asked in uh, sometimes I'll be in auditions and sometimes I won't be so sometimes the first time I meet the cast is the first day of rehearsals um but of course you want to make the movement you're creating as accessible as possible and yeah. um, you don't want to be um excluding anyone in your cast by the movement you're creating mm -hmm. um, and that's the great thing about movement direction really is because the movement comes from and is originated from the actor and then it's just developed in the room under the movement director yeah. um, so that's always really interesting 
if it's a musical and there's like a level of dance that's expected and um, usually uh, dancers ensemble cast will go into that show and audition for that show with that in mind mm-hmm. um, and so you adapt of course as you go along but um, depending on the production you normally have a sense of how much movement is required. Right and I read on your website that you're interested in finding new ways to tell all, to tell all store, old stories using physical theatre and contemporary styles so can you tell us more more about that? Uh, yeah, when I'm creating my own work, if it's sort of under my own umbrella, um, mm. what I'm really interested in is, is taking um, stories from history, whether that's uh, folklore or whether that's some historic event, and sort of placing it within the context of today's society and um, and kind of figuring out how and why it's relevant Um and why that message needs or that story needs to be told again um I I come from a heritage of of dance theatre of sort of European style movement um I was in love with Pina Bausch since I can remember Mm. um and so this sort of idea of abstract or contemporary movement um has always been really interesting to me um and that doesn't always fit in with um with someone else, another company's work or um, a story that a director wants to tell. But if I'm creating my own work, then that's what I normally sort of move towards that kind of style. Yeah. So do you enjoy sort of making you know, your own work or do you sort of enjoy doing work for other people? Or I guess you have a love for, for both, I assume. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, both are very different. Um, Mm -hmm. I love freelancing. I love collaborating with other companies um, and working with new actors, new directors, new creative teams, uh, new design, lighting directors, etc. But that there is something about, you know, helming a project and telling a story that you're really passionate about and sort of working within that vision. Um, So they're very different. um, But it is quite nice to freelance. I, I have I have enjoyed that. Yeah. Now, obviously, the pandemic, you know, has affected the art industry, you know, quite, quite heavily. So what's your lockdown experience been like for you as a as a dancer, as someone working in the, the arts? Have you been able to, to adapt? What's it all been, been like for you? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's not been great, has it really? No, it hasn't. <laughs> um, especially for the theatre world. Mm. And I think we're only just starting to kind of ramp up again and it's only really in certain sectors that that are able to sort of come back to life and there's still a lot of us that are um that are still kind of figuring out when it's going to be safe to make work again and yeah. um yeah I um yeah I made what did I do during that down I read a lot um mm-hmm. I didn't make any like zoom theatre or anything like that um that I think some people did some amazing work during lockdown but it wasn't for me it wasn't it didn't really interest me yeah um, I think it was interesting that zoom theater I mean as someone who watches theater and reviews it you know I love going to the theater and physically seeing something in front of me and I'm only sort of now you know at the time of recording the fringe festival is on and I'm watching digital fringe shows it's it's not the same whilst I do enjoy it it's not the not the same you don't get that same same burst I completely understand both from an audience point of view and you know as a someone like yourself who creates work it, it's got to be so difficult to to do so I completely get why you decide not to not to do that 
Yeah, I think for me, it was sort of a time for to um, reflect on my practice. I was mm-hmm. um, in the middle of an MA at the time. Yeah. Um, so I was focusing on that um, and sort of figuring out what it is that I want to do moving forwards and what I want to focus on, what areas of my career I want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that way, it was quite useful that um, I just... I don't know about everyone else but I just didn't have the energy to be to be making and producing a lot of work and um, for me I, I just have to sort of take a step back and and um and reflect I think yeah I mean did you do any sort of like dance did you find yourself I don't know sitting at home and just find yourself maybe just moving and and playing around with movement did you do any of that or did you find that like you say it was just a time to reflect and think about the things that you've done rather than want to do anything physically <laughs> um like I said I was doing I was on my master's so um I was uh, moving a lot through that um right. through those classes um right. I created a sequence of movement projects called the wardrobe sessions which were min- sort of miniature solos inside my wardrobe sort Ooh. of a comment on moving in small spaces and these small spaces we find ourselves in now mm. um but other than that I I was pretty quiet actually yeah. um, but it does seem like things are sort of ramping up again now and this year has been relatively busy so you know hope on the horizon <laughs> yeah. so thinking about that what have you got any exciting projects coming up in the future or any plans that you sort of okay I'm going to do this or you know this is what I'm going to be doing once the HS start to, to open again uh, yes, I'm um, at the moment I'm working on a one woman 12th night, uh, which was just at the Brighton Fringe and is transferring to Camden Fringe uh, in a couple of weeks. Oh. Uh, that will be on in the Etc. Theatre on the 23rd and 24th of August. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just been incredible. It's um, one actor, Orla Sanders, Ox Productions is the company. Um, and she does she I mean she does the whole of Twelfth Night by herself it's seven and a half thousand words 12 different characters all the different physicalities all the storytelling um everything you'd expect from a Shakespearean farce um but just one woman on stage Uh, so that's been really incredible a really great project to be working on yeah that sounds like a a lot of fun and I guess a great opportunity for you you know to this like you say there's so many characters there's so many different like you know movements and physicalities that you can create to help embody that the characters yeah it's a movement director's dream I think yeah (laughs) yeah definitely that that sounds really really exciting yeah yeah I mean you should come along to see it if you can <laughs> hopefully yeah I mean, I'm, I'm in the northeast at the moment yeah I oh, usually oh. I tend to go out and travel and experience during theatres and fringes but obviously with the pandemic it's been a bit of a struggle but things Fair start enough. to open up we hopefully I will start moving around again <laughs> yeah so we can hope for isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so where can people um look at your work if you've got a website or anything on social media if people can come and check out what you what you do uh, yeah, I'm on all social medias at lady underscore a lawrence. Uh, my website is amylawrencechoreography.com. Um, and yeah, I've got this show coming up at the Etc. Theatre in August, 23rd and 24th of August. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll be about a few projects coming up in autumn, but um, mm. I can't quite speak about them yet. But of course. Yeah. Ah, but sounds sounds really really exciting. Thank you so much for being on my podcast today and talking about your your exciting uh, journey into the dance world. And like you say, you've got quite a few other things coming up. So yeah, fingers crossed for for those. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, lovely to speak to you too, Gemma. <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening to Gemma's Journey podcast. For more information, you can of course visit my blog. I'm journalgemmahurst.com or I'm Gemma underscore journey on social media. Don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. Thanks for listening.